Why you should still be investing in property in 2024. Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald. It's great to have you joining us here at the Property Investor Network. We are here to help and support you on your property investing journey. So there are so many benefits for investing in the world of property that a lot of people right here right now are looking at the cons. Obviously, the press are always out there sharing what can go wrong, never really highlighting what is going right, what people are doing well. So today's video, I wanted to just go through and remind a lot of people and also share with some of you new guys and gals out there why property investing is really, really sensible to be doing and why 2024 could be a golden time to be building up a property portfolio. So a lot of us look at buying properties to living, obviously. We have our own properties. The old method is we we're told to pay off the mortgage, pay it down, live mortgage-free. That's the good life and all of those things. Of course, being a property investor is a better idea. Actually renting your own property in some cases isn't a bad idea and then buying properties for other people to rent out because then with their rents coming through to you can actually pay for your rent or can help you pay off your own mortgages if you have them. So we know that property in the UK over 10 years tends to go up, tends to double in some cases. Maybe it doesn't double all the time, but that's what a lot of people say. But we do have our dips, as in any market, it will rise and it will fall. So property is no exception to that. A lot of people say, well, I'm gonna try and buy them when the property prices are at the bottom rather than at the top. What I would say a better strategy for that and a strategy for a savvy investor is to be looking at the cash flow that the property that you're investing in can make month on month. So that is the money that you are left with after all costs. So if you have a mortgage on a property, you've paid that. If you're paying utilities or you have any bills or any insurances or anything like that, it's all paid. What's that money that you're left with? Now, For a lot of time, with the interest rates being as low as they were, buy-to-let properties, i.e. just buying a house, letting it out to a family or, or an individual, worked very, very well. You could earn a good few hundred pounds doing so. But because the interest rates have gone up, because inflation has been an issue over the last couple of years here in the UK... So the Bank of England's been putting the base rate up, the interest rates up, and of course, banks and mortgage brokers and everybody have had to follow suit. That doesn't mean that there's no deals out there to be done. That just means that buy-to-let as a strategy has become very challenging in most places across the UK. Now, if you're just looking at parking some money into a property and you're not that fussed about a monthly cash flow because maybe you're thinking more about the potential capital growth which is what we get over time where property prices go up again, then that is another um, situation or another idea that you can have. And some people, some investors that have lots of money do actually look to do that, believe it or not, because they're not that fussed about the month-on-month profits. And they want to keep their property portfolio 
as quiet, uh, as easy as possible. Now, I don't always think that that's a good idea. I think in theory, you want to be looking for both. We cannot guarantee capital growth. You know, it, it tends to come if you look at the history books and everything. We cannot get that. So why not try and guarantee as best we can our monthly income? OK, because that is something that we have more control over. So, of course, you might have heard or you might not have heard of strategies like HMOs, which is where you turn a house that maybe is a five bed or a four bed or a six bed property and you let the rooms individually. Obviously there's compliances that you have to follow and go through to do that, to get HMO licenses, to make sure that you know, you've got all the safety aspects of fire doors and alarms and everything in place. So there's a lot of things to go through there and you'll check out other videos. We will have other videos on that, on HMOs and everything. And there's serviced accommodation, short-term rentals, Airbnb, holiday lets. Now they can work with your little family homes. You don't have to have all of the different bedrooms. Uh, and you basically, you let those on a short-term rental. So you let those to holiday makers, contractors, but basically people that are just looking to stay in the area. They're not looking to be there for a long time. Those are very, very high cash flowing property strategies that anybody can do with the right knowledge. But they also can be a lot of work. Now, I see a lot of investors getting into HMOs and then they want to give them to the letting agents, which is great. So you can do that. And you can also do the same with serviced accommodation as well. You can give your serviced accommodation units to a manager, very much like a letting agent, somebody that will manage the property for you, uh, take all that pain and all that hassle away and sort that out for you. But the one thing that you will get if you do an HMO as a serviced accommodation is you will get higher cash flow. You get more predictability each and every month with what you're doing. Now, of course, short term rentals can be more seasonal, whereas a buy to let, you know what you're getting. It's predictable. Once the family's in there, you know, you've got the right reference checks. You can get the right insurance as well that covers you in case the uh, tenants ever stop paying. And you can do the same in HMOs as well. So some people say to me, well, what happens if the tenants don't pay? Um, well, you can have insurance to cover those sort of things. It, it does cost you a bit more to have that insurance, but sometimes it's great to have that in place. Likewise, if you get the right sort of tenants, the right sort of clients in your properties, you get the right reference checks done on them. You get the guarantors in place as well. You can minimize uh, the problems that you may be having. But Property investing is far from dead. So let's go through a few of the different things that, and reasons, realistically, why you should still be looking at getting into investing. You should still be looking at building a property business. Uh, and if you like these videos, please do feel free to subscribe or share these videos uh, and follow us. And of course, we have the podcast episodes that go out on all good podcast platforms as well. Property Investor Network podcast. Uh, and visit pinfurtherlearning.co.uk for our, our free tools and resources to help you on your investing. Because that's what we are here to do. But some of the benefits um, that we touched on already, of course, are monthly cash flow. So sometimes you can actually build up a portfolio of properties and you can earn so much through that that you don't have to work anymore. It can give you time freedom. It can free you up from your day job. Now, there's lots of different ways, lots of different ways that you can acquire property. So you don't just have to get a deposit, 25% on average deposit and then get a mortgage and then do that. You can do different strategies. You can use different strategy tools. Uh, and there's lots of those which will I'll have spoken about throughout this channel. So do check out those episodes. But there's the likes of purchase lease options, 
where you buy the property in the future, you lock in the price now, you pay a lease to the landlord. There's rent to rent, which you can do where you take on the property, you act as the owner yourself, you rent it out and you pay them a guaranteed rent. You get the profit on that, they get a guaranteed rent and peace of mind every month. You can do joint ventures with people. You can title split properties. You can look to add value on properties. So you could buy potentially or acquire a property using vendor finance. So there's lots of different strategies. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful business to be into as long as you know what you're doing, okay? Because there are big money. You're gonna play with big money when it comes to these sort of things. So you need to make sure that you know what you're doing. But another benefit, of course, of getting involved in, in property is capital growth. So you can sit back, you can get that monthly cash flow. Now, always make sure that you set yourself up to be professional, to be like a bit like a business. You want to make sure that you've got a maintenance pot, potential pot for voids for a rainy day fund. Don't just have you know all the money coming into you, spending it all because it's great, and then something happens and you cannot react to it. You cannot fix a boiler. You cannot change something. You've got a void. You cannot afford to pay the mortgage and things. So you've got to set yourself up and be a savvy investor with this. You don't need loads and loads and loads of money behind you but you do need some money there just to help and support you in what you're doing and of course when you start making the money just start saving a bit up as well for rainy day for making sure that you maintain your properties and that's what we see a lot of investors a lot of landlords a lot of tired landlords doing is they're not putting money back into their properties they're almost thinking well why should I I invested in this property I did it up 10 years ago why should I put money into it now that's the wrong attitude you really want to be looking at at least each year maintaining things because it will save you so much more money in the long run of course as I say capital growth is something that we want to sit back and potentially just ride that out you want to be looking at investing for the long term if you're buying the properties so over the next five ten years see where it takes you you only lose money if you have to sell at the wrong time in a downward market so make sure that you've got a good property you've got a good asset and you can ride out any downturns and then of course if you are looking at selling it in the future and let's be let's be right if it's a good asset and it's making you good money why would you sell it but if you are, you look at the best opportunities for you to sell it. Of course, there can be major tax advantages as well when you're doing property investing. Now, do seek relevant and appropriate tax advice for you. But of course, there's tax advices for doing strategies like serviced accommodation, short-term rentals. There's tax advantages by putting your properties into a limited company rather than having them in your personal name. So do seek out the relevant information that you need. We have done episodes on tax and things, so do check those out as well uh, because we're here to help you. Of course, as a business, you can make it quite diversified so you really don't just have to have buy to lets and I can't do anything else or HMOs and I can't do anything else or service to comment I can't do. do you know what I mean you can actually diversify your portfolio I like to think of my property portfolio as a bucket I like to have lots of different taps pouring into that bucket so if a legislation or something changes or like buy to lets we're doing buy to lets and all of a sudden they're not making the money that we wanted or, or were making then potentially we can convert those then into serviced accommodation by doing it the right way through the right channels changing what needs to be changed but we can do it so we can diversify what the properties are doing to make sure that we're always up with the times we're always up with the legislation and everything of course there another thing is obviously buying property is a leveraged asset so we don't have to find a property for say two hundred thousand pounds or even two million pounds and have all of that money to buy the property we can leverage it so we can find the 25 percent that we need to get that and you 
it doesn't necessarily even have to be you that finds out if it's a good deal, potentially a family member, a joint venture partner, somebody you want to work with might bring the money to the table. But banks will loan on it because they will have that first charge. So you don't need to have 200, 300, 400,000 pounds to get started. You may only need, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds to actually get your foot on the ladder. Okay. So it's a leveraged asset, which if you go and you want to do stocks or you want to do cryptos or anything like that, you go to the bank, you say, I need 30, 40, 50 grand to get started on cryptos. They're going to say no chance whatsoever. But on properties, as mortgage companies are, they will loan you on the asset. Okay, but make sure it's a good, good deal. You can add value. So you can buy your two up, two down properties or potentially a three bed property. Maybe you can go up into the loft. Maybe there's a cellar. You can do something with that. Maybe you can go out on the back under permitted development. You can add value to properties. Now, not all properties. So again, do your due diligence. Know what you can and can't do in the area. But equally, when you're viewing and looking at properties, go out into the garden and look down. If, they, if it's got neighbors and things, see what they've done. Have they come out into the garden? Which case they've set a nice little precedent there for you to be able to do the same have they gone up how you know what have they done in that area that all of a sudden when you're looking at this property now you might not be in a position to do it right here right now as buying it but in the future potentially you will be in that position to be able to make it into something else to be able to add value to it okay so that can be a great, great way, of course, of adding value to a property so that, you know, if you're up to remortgaging it or you want to pull some equity out of the property and, and get some money back to go again, that is a great way of doing things. OK, and of course, time. We've all got only so much time in whatever we do. And of course, by getting property, it's not a nine to five job. You may have a nine to five job, which you may love, do property alongside it or you may have a nine to five job that you just think, ah, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. I'd like to go and play golf more. I'd like to go and see my kids more, grandkids more. I'd like to do something. I'd like to have money in my back pocket. I'd like to have more control on what I'm doing. Of course, time is uh, an asset that we've all only got so much of. Property can give you more time freedom. Since I became a full-time property investor in 2019, I've been able to do the things that I want to do, the things that I'm passionate about without worrying about turning up and doing a nine to five job, okay? You can do the same. It might take a little bit of time to get you to that place. And I say, don't leave your jobs. If you're looking at buying properties, get the properties and then potentially you can leave your job in the long run with the income that you've got coming through. It will take a bit of time to do this, but it's not always as long as you think it's going to take. What you have to do is know what you're doing and take action on it, okay? And keep going. Because as with anything uh, in life, there is always a demand and property is no exception. There is a massive, massive demand for good quality properties to live in. People, a generation coming through now, that are willing to rent. They like the renter's market. They like to not have all of the hassle. Sometimes they love it with HMOs, particularly when all the bills and everything are paid. They know what they're paying each and every month. Then they can get on with their life. They can go and party, have fun, live a little uh, without having to worry about the strain of having mortgages to pay, of having uh, different bills to pay, of having all of this and all of that. So it can work very, very, very well. So 2024 is a fantastic year to be getting out there, to be getting stuck in and to be doing your property investing. And here, as I say, we are here to help you. So do make sure that you're networking. You're going out there. Visit the Property Investor Network. 
uh, and go and visit your local networking event. Go and speak to the host there. Go and speak to uh, the PIN team and network with other investors that are already out there doing it. And of course, check out PIN Further Learning for free tools, resources. We're always running webinars. Uh, we always have different freebies going out there as well to help you on your property investing. So as I say, if you've enjoyed this, then check out the next episode that will be coming up very shortly. If not, I'll see you very soon. Take care and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local property investors networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way, and I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.